Hi, my name is Jackie Terrison. You're listening to Jazz's Backstage Pass. All right, and welcome to another episode of Jazz's Backstage Pass. Joining me on the podcast today is pianist Jackie Terrison. Born in Germany to an American mother and French father, Terrison has been a force in modern jazz since his rocket-propelled arrival on the scene in 1993. That year, two major achievements set him on a rapid path to success. The first was winning the Thelonious Monk International Jazz Competition, and the second was recording his self-titled major label debut with Blue Blue Note Records. Now, Blue Note has remained a home for Jackie for nearly three decades, and just last month, he released his 12th album for the label. Simply called 53, the album is meant to reflect Jackie's truest self as seen from the distance that only experience can provide. With all original music, the album features not one, not two, but three different trios, including some of Jackie's closest musical partners and a few new collaborators. We talked to Jackie about the making of the new album, as well as the monumental influence pianists like Bud Powell, Keith Jarrett, and Ahmad Jamal have had on his life and art. We also discuss his lifelong passion for fine food, his new foray into acting, his mother's experience serving as an interior decorator for Miles Davis, and why the nickname that has hung around him for so long, the Piano Player of Happiness, doesn't make him all that happy. We're going to get into it in a minute, but first I'd like to thank a few of this episode's sponsors. They include Kobuzz.com, the world's largest catalog of streaming music in studio quality high res. You can stream all of your music in the highest possible quality starting at just $9.99 per month. Visit on.kobuzz.com slash jazzis to learn more. And Prairie Star Records. They've got a new album right now by vocalist Patrice Jegu. It's called If This Ain't Love. You can check it out out online at patricejegu.com. That's P-A-T-R-I-C-E-J-E-G-O-U.com. All right, that's enough for me. Let's go ahead and take it backstage with Jackie Terrison. Jackie, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been loving... Uh, the new album. I've been following your work for a while, you know, since the early Blue Note stuff. Um, and it's, and it's cool. nice to see you, you know, back home at Blue Note for the new album, 53. And from what I've been reading, um, you know, in, in the press notes, this mm-hmm. is something you consider like your most personal, expressive album to date. Is that true? Uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the next one already. Okay. Yeah. So, True and, artist. Uh, you know, that's, that's the goal for, for, for every record right. is to be the most personal yep. achievement. Uh, but, uh, this one is, uh, composed of, um, all original music right. basically. Uh, so that makes it a little more personal. Sure. But, um, you know, that's, uh, it was a, a little challenge to, to do this. I wanted to, I wanted to write, I, I was in the mood for writing Good. some, some songs, some melodies, some, uh, vibes, some rhythms, some structures. And, uh, and I was, uh, you know, tempted to, 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 to go that way, you know, instead of doing people. I mean, uh, I hate using that term, but people like the way I rearrange uh, 
standards and tunes and songs. And for this one, I wanted to do it all, all, uh, all JT stuff. Well, that's important, yeah. man. That's important, man. And let me ask you this, you know, cause right up to the title, the title is 53, you're 53 years old. You've been in the game for a while. You've been in the game for a while. Um, you know, you're talking about writing your own stuff. I wonder this, you know, as a writer sometimes, do you reach a point, you know, you're kind of like peak career now where with the writing process, you feel like, oh, I've got it. You know, I've, I've hit my stride. I know how it works. Or every time you sit down to write an original piece of music, is it this kind of mysterious daunting task i don't know where it's gonna come from do you ever feel like you just got it or is that always elusive uh i i hope i never feel like like that oh okay cool you know yeah yeah i hope there's always something i'm I'm gonna be searching for but uh, of course this this feeling of a yeah i i did it i did the project i had in mind i did it but uh you know a lot of things i mean we recorded 16 tracks i think yeah uh there were two or three that they were just too hard for me <laughs> i was like jackie you just gotta you know cool it down a little bit they, they were just uh too complex wow. i mean i'm gonna keep working on them and they'll be on the next one uh but uh the idea is to always you know uh, i don't I don't really like the comfort zone. Right. I mean, of course, it feels great, you know, but uh, it's also scary right. to sit in your comfort zone. You know, you always want to uh, see what what could happen if you if you try to experiment with stuff you don't really know, stuff oh, you yeah. find interesting but you're not used to. That's know? interesting that you put it that way. That it's scarier yeah. to be in your comfort zone. Than to be outside. Yeah, well, See, you know, I think you that takes to get into fifty-three years old to realize, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it, it, you know, it, it, it keeps you. It keeps you. Um, I think curiosity is, is a is a great thing to have. Beautiful man. You know. Yeah. And, uh, and let me, you know, we're talking. And I'm not, I'm not only talking about music, because you know, I'm talking about everything. You know, everything. I mean, I love to cook, and I love to like try different recipes, and I like to read, and I uh, like to like, you know, read people I've, I've never heard about. Right, right. Mm. Always progressing, always evolving. So you know, looking back, we'll take kind of '53, you know, where you are now, and your first Blue Note album from 1993, right, fresh off the Thelonious Monk competition win. You know, if you look wow. at that span. How would you say, you know, your biggest evolution, your biggest development, what has changed the most in those, what is it, almost 30 years, 30 plus years? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What has changed the most? Um, Besides the hairline. uh, Although you look good, man. I'm I'm looking at your pictures. You look good, man. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I think it's it's been, it's just been a... a continuous change throughout the years of, uh, you know, uh, developing as a pianist, developing your, your own sound as a piano player, but also as a, as a uh, trio leader. And mm-hmm. I don't really consider myself a leader because we all sharing and, and making music together at the same time. But I think it's just, um, it's like, you know, it's a, it's, it's like a bottle of uh, great wine, you know, at the beginning, it's right in your face, mm. and uh, and then with with time and with years, it becomes a little more mature and more uh, complex, but complex in a very evident way. Right. Uh, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. 
the biggest change, I think, is you know, find. Well, it's not a change; it's just a process. Right. Just try to find. You know, try to find yourself musically, and as a human being as well. Yeah, ongoing process. Right now, hey, you really are. Mm-hmm. You really are a foodie, man. And uh, it sounds like a wine connoisseur. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. You mentioned the trio and how, you know, yeah, you don't really see yourself as a leader in that format. It is such a good format for you. I know you've done a lot of solo stuff, um, you know, quartet, quintet, obviously. But, man, you sound so great in a trio. And this album is all trios, but three different trios, correct? Yeah, three different trios. Yeah, that was a purpose. Because I know that, you know, back in the 90s, I had this, uh, and, and through the, well, what, what's it called? The zeros. <laughs> um, I had the, uh, this, uh, I had some great trios. Uh, first one was with uh, Leon Parker and Ugano Okeguo. Sure. That lasted about 10 years. Yeah. And there were other trios that lasted about five years. And then, after that, I started doing uh, some some uh, recordings where it was not just trio. It was trio with percussion, singers, uh, maybe guitar, maybe stuff. And I, I wanted this album to be, uh, I wanted the focus to be on the fact that it's uh, all original music. And I, did, I didn't want it to be like the, the, the next uh, JT trio, so to speak. Mm. The, the 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 you know the next uh, trio that 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 a lot of people are waiting for and maybe I'm waiting for it too, but um, it's it was not it was not the 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 the, the vibe for 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 this. I wanted the the accent to be more on the fact that it's original music and not sure. this is the new Jack Harrison trio because it, it it's not and that's why I used two and then three trios at the end just to uh, it gives me a uh, it gives me more. Um, uh, flexibility for concerts and stuff right you know it, it's not it's not you know how people stay together for five years and six years and i, um, I was not in this mood you didn't necessarily want playing, people playing. yeah focusing on the personnel although the personnel is great you know the yeah i mean music, all, yeah. all the musicians yeah. involved are Killer. fantastic yep. yeah 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 of course but um but um i just wanted to take the uh the focus off of uh the fact that it's my my new trio that could last maybe five years or something like that, that that was not the the idea for this album. Nice. And what is it about the yeah. trio? Just is it you know the intimacy of it? That you're still able to communicate, but in a very intimate setting. What is it that you thrive? You really thrive in the trio in the trio, man. Yeah. Well, um, it's the wood, the metal, the uh, mm. the the the. the um, yeah, the elements of that. Oh, just like the and, physical uh, acoustic elements of it. Of mm, course, yeah. there's that, you know, sometimes it's string, sometimes it's gut, yeah. but the, the wood of the bass with the the, the metal and, and the wood of the piano. Uh, so the sounds, I think, blend really well. And then piano, bass, and drums, there's really, uh, there's really all kinds of, uh, of uh, territories, all kinds of musical territories or spaces to, to create and and um, of course it depends how you who you play with but I, I try to pick musicians who are really open to a, to a lot of freedom but also structure also respect for silence and who are aware of dynamics mm-hmm. and uh, I think there's so many things that can be done you know totally and uh, and I like the idea of a, a threesome conversation. 
rather than, you know, head, piano solo, bass solo, maybe trading with the, the drums. Uh, I like... I like to uh, make it like it's always a, um, uh, a dialogue with three musicians rather than, you know, this is my time, this is your time, this is right. your space, blah, blah, right. blah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's great. That comes across, man, absolutely, throughout the disc. <laughs> and you mentioned one other thing that I want to pick up on was, mm-hmm. you know, dynamics, space, silence. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. really do that so well. To my mind you know, really in the school of someone who I know is one of your biggest influences, Ahmad Jamal. Um, yeah. The, and I, I heard that right away. The first track, the first track on the album, The Call. The, the um, Call. The Call. Yeah, that's beautiful. dedicated to, uh, to Mr. Jamal. It is absolutely beautiful. It has that point Sienna feel. And just the space, man, it can say so much just by laying out, yeah. you know. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, have uh I've listened to Ahmad since I was a teenager, I guess. Or okay. and uh you know, I think the piano uh is one of the most uh orchestral instruments uh that that you can play. And sometimes you feel like, you know, it's eighty eight keys in front of you, but I really hear the, the you know, the strings, the cellos, the the percussion, mm-hmm. the bass, the the oboe, the you know, it's it's, it's that type of instrument. Yeah. And Mr. Jamal, Ahmad Jamal is a, had had made me aware that you can really go that way. Have you, you ever know? met him? You know Have you ever played with him? Yes, I've met him a few times, yeah. yes. Uh, he has, he really has this uh uh notion of um of making a piano sound like a like a, a full orchestra, you know, you know, and uh, yeah. a king of, king of dynamics for sure, yeah. you know, which and, is such uh, an underutilized you know. tool in a jazz musician's toolkit, if you ask me, you know, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. soloists these days, you know, they'll know every tritone substitution, but you know, dynamics, the varying, really the volume of what you're playing, the pace of yeah. what you're playing, it's it's as much a tool as anything else. And you do it beautifully, especially on this tune of the call. It's important because yeah. it keeps, uh, it keeps, uh, it keeps people and keeps, well, for me, it, it keeps me uh, focused. Yeah. Interesting. You know, you, you go in a restaurant and there's loud music, and you can't hear the, the person who's sitting across the table. Like, shit, that's horrible. You know, <laughs> but you go in a good restaurant, there's no music, and you can speak softly and and have a great conversation. That's that's the game. Totally, Jackie, man, I'm loving these food <laughs> metaphors for you. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're in Florida, we got to go out to dinner, man. We're listening now to The Call from Jackie Terrison's new album, A classical background. I mean, you, you started you know, like a lot of piano players with a classical background. Yeah, studied classical at the beginning for maybe ten years. 
And you were introduced to jazz through who was it again? Uh, well, through my mom, really. Oh. Uh, through my mom, who had okay. a, a collection of LPs. Uh, uh, Miles Davis, Billy Holiday, Coltrane, nice. Duke Ellington. Uh, that's that was my first introduction to 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 jazz music. My mom was a uh, before she met my dad. She was working with um, I don't know his name, uh, but um, uh, interior designer is that the term? Yeah, 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 interior designer. Okay, and uh, she told me that for eight months, uh, the guy had um was hired by Miles Davis to to renovate his uh home on West End Avenue. Wow. And she was there almost every day for uh, for uh, yeah for eight months, and oh, uh, yeah, and that's how she that's that's how she got introduced to jazz and bought oh, some CD yeah. uh, some LPs, and um, and she told me it was amazing. You know, all all they did was rehearse or cook. Nice. Yeah, See, another another food, another food thing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure Miles. <laughs> I mean, interior designing for Miles cannot be easy because he has a very specific style, very specific eye. That is yeah, amazing. Yeah, man. but that's but that's all what Miles did. He wow. Either rehearsed. She told me Paul Paul Chambers was coming over <laughs> all, every, all the time. And uh, and when they were not rehearsing, they were cooking some food. They were cooking and eating. Maybe that's the yep. secret, man. All the great ones. That's, they can cook. They can cook. Yeah, We had that album cooking. I bet they were cooking some yeah. food there, man. And then, um, and then to answer your question, then uh, someone who really helped me a lot was uh, Francis Podras. Right. Francis Podras, who uh, who wrote uh, uh, the book that inspired Bertrand Tavernier to do uh, the film Round Midnight. Right. 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 About Bud Powell. Yeah, yeah, about that power. Yeah. yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And yeah. your your mother is uh, French, mm -hmm. German. Uh, my, no, my mom uh, is from North Carolina. Okay, your mom, your mother's American. Is your father? Yeah. My father's French. French. You were born in Germany. Yeah, and I was born in Germany uh, on French territory gotcha. in a French uh, military base. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So your yeah, exposure to yeah. jazz kind of came through a French filter because I know you grew up in France. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. First teacher, um, first through records, and then uh, through uh, uh, a friend of one of my sisters who was a jazz pianist and who gave lessons, and then uh, you know listening to records and uh, and uh, hooking up with Francis Padras, yeah. Francis Padras. And uh, I was going to, he had like 3,000 LPs. So I was going, I remember my teenage years buying, uh, at, the, at the time it was cassettes, I think yeah. they were called, and, uh, and just recording. Every day I would go over to his place and, and, and record uh, wow. like 10, 10 LPs. Tape. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, then just yeah. go wear out that tape, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wind it back with the pencil. Oh, yeah. And that mm -hmm. was kind of a good, that was a good heyday for jazz artists in Europe, too. Um, were you able to mm -hmm. catch, like, American acts as they would come through? Or, you know, a lot of expats were over there. You know, was there anyone yeah. you were able to link up with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. Um, yeah. Did, uh, this, this, this guy, Alain Jean-Marie, okay. he's a great uh, French, um, no, he's not, he's not from France. He's from Martinique, I believe. Uh, who was so in demand? He was one of the, the baddest cat uh, at that time. Nice. And um, sometimes he was, uh, you know, getting too many calls. And he helped me a lot because 
someone would come in town and said, well, I'm sorry, I'm already booked, but there's this young guy that, uh, that's really, uh, uh, I would, I would like to recommend And He gave me tons of gigs. And, uh, and then I also played with Didi for about a year, Didi, uh, Bridgewater and, uh, Barney Wellen, uh, oh, nice. tennis oh, saxophone player. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For about two years over in Europe and, uh, and yeah, over yeah, in cool. Europe. And then uh, there were some guys that were coming uh, to France who, tell, who told me um, I was playing with them. And they told me, Jackie, you should, you should really come to New York. And uh, that's when I made the move in 1990. Right on, man. And three years later yeah. was the Monk competition. One of the first, because I think it started in the late 80s. I think, then, yeah, yeah. I think it was the, maybe the third one or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Was that yeah. a nerve-wracking experience for you? Were you roaring to go? I, it was a little nerve-wracking because yeah. I was used to. I was to me it was a contra, uh, what's it called contradiction. Uh, having uh, studied classical music, mm -hmm. where you have like a, these. Um, it's not a competition. It's a, a concours. I don't know the word in French in, uh, in English. Um, Je ne sais. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know either. Yeah. Uh, so that was you know that was kind of like three times a year you have to learn this uh, repertoire and play it in front of judges mm. and for me uh, a jazz competition sounded a little like something that there's something between those two words that doesn't match <laughs> yeah like jazz should <laughs> but, not be this you but, know, academic but yeah. at, at the time I was playing a lot at, uh, in New York City at Bradley's and, yeah. uh, and Blue Notes records they were already checking me out right um Bruce Lundvall and Tom Everett. They were already um, coming to the clubs and, and checking me out, and they wanted me to, to eventually sign, the, uh, sign uh, a contract with them. And a good friend of mine, uh, he's gone now, uh, yeah, uh, told me, Jackie, you should try this. Maybe it might be good for you. You know, Try this co competition. It's, it's in two months. And he said, you have to send a, a little tape, and, um, and, and you never know. So I did that. And then uh, I, I won the thing, and and then uh, there was Blue Note. There was um, at the time it was called Verve. Right. There was uh, and, and two more Atlantic, I think, and and one more. I can't think about it. Columbia, I think. So it gave me a little leverage. Uh, had to get a lawyer, blah blah, blah. Uh, management. All that was like. Uh, Chinese for me. I didn't know what a lawyer was. I didn't know what management was. I didn't know. Yeah, it was but, just um, like this sudden so, ascent. Like, okay. Yeah, so it now, was. It, yeah, it was a great. It was, it was. I mean, it was a good thing, you know. Um, and uh, and at the end, um, I signed with Blue Note, who yeah, were the man. first interested. It yeah. was a great home for you. I think stylistically, it was Absol great. Absolutely, and and the thing, the key thing is, uh, um, the other labels. Had already had a, an idea for my first uh, recording, my first album, and uh, with Blue Note, I told them, "Well, listen, I think I have one of the best trios out there right now, with Leon and Ugana, yeah. and I think we have a strong identity." And uh, and uh, I mean, for me, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to document first. And and Bruce Landwell was like, "Yeah, man, totally." Right on. So man. I I like the fact that they didn't. They didn't want to control everything right. musically. Force you down in yeah. one way. Yeah, that was a self-titled yeah. album. It was great. You stayed on Blue Note for years, you know, dropped yeah. some yeah. amazing albums. 
Rendezvous, uh, Paris, um, you know, smile, so many great stuff. And you've reached, yeah. You developed this reputation. I love this nickname for you. What is it? The the happy piano player? Yeah, okay. (laughs) I take it you're not as enamored with it. (laughs) Okay, you know what? (laughs) Whatever works. (laughs) It's marketing, man. You do sound happy. You've got a nice point sound. You've got a nice point sound, man. For me, music is to be shared, and, yeah. and it's a communication thing, and and of course, you would rather be happy than sad in general, and, and in life too, you know. Totally, man. Totally. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can hear it on the new album. I'm, there is a real kind of buoyancy, um, you know, soulfulness, you know, for this new album. That I don't know. It's really just energizing to to the listener, even. Um, you know, I mentioned the call has a great vibe. Alma is a beautiful song. Thank um, you. You know, really, and again, it's kind of, it's it's you know, it's slow, it's tender, but it's it's taut too. You know, it's got some nice Thank energy you. throughout. That um, was that was written. Uh, that was actually not recorded, but re- written three years ago. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I was uh, solicited. Solicited is that the correct solicited? term yeah. in English? Yeah, yeah, solicited. Um, as an actor and a musician for a movie that's actually coming out in December in Europe. Oh, it's coming out in Europe this yeah. December? Yeah. What's the yeah. movie? December 18th. It's you're going to be in uh, it? It's called La Sincerité, which means uh, the sincerity. You're going to be in yeah. it? You're an actor? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> nice. You're like the lead role. Wait, have you acted before? Uh, nope. <laughs> wow. Okay, so they nope. were just... Is it about a piano player or is it... It, it, it It's about... Oh, it's, I mean, we're not going to spend too much time. It's about a guy who who, uh, who aspires to to do a movie, and he invites his best friends. None of them are real actors to be part of the story. And um, and there's the making of the movie that's filmed, and there's the movie that's filmed too. It's it's kind of out, kind of cool, but, man. You know, yeah, it's, it's done. It's done. I could put that in my CV that I wrote. Uh, I wrote it's music for, for a film that actually came out. Yeah. <laughs> This, of course, is the tune Alma. Like I mentioned, a nice mixture of moods here because you get Alma, which I mentioned, mm-hmm. beautiful tune, very tender. Mirror is like, man, like right off the yeah. sprinting blocks, man. Um, yeah. Very heavy tune. And then there's this one I love, uh, Palindrome. You're going to have to tell me about this and explain it to some Palindrome. listeners. Yeah, too. yeah, 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 yeah. Because okay. t- tell, tell me yeah, about this melodic cell that you came up with in the beginning and why it's called Palindrome. Uh, okay. Uh... First, it was co- it was supposed to be called sexes, like mm. uh, plural, plural. Okay, you okay. can read it both ways. Pal- oh, sexes, I see. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Palindrome is something you could read both yep. ways, right? Yep. Like, I mean, back and forth. Um, and uh, I don't. I was practicing one day, and I came up with this melody, and because I really liked the the. Uh, 
don't know, but maybe the pentap. Then I don't want to be, be uh, too uh, technical, but the, the pentatonic, pentaton, uh, what's it called in French, in uh, English, pentat, pen, pentatonic. Yeah. Oh, pentatonic. Yeah, pentatonic scale. Yeah, pentatonic. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Uh, I need to go back to the U.S. <laughs> um, and I like the I like that uh, the way it, it sounded, the way that the, the every note followed each other in that way. And the, and then I'm, I was like, how would that be backwards? And and uh, in the in the track, at one point, I, I played the exact melody, but just backwards. Start mm. from the last note and go back to the first note. And that's 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 where eventually it was called pan, uh, Panandrum. Panandrum. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. It's a great mm-hmm. tune, you know, and you it's technical as it is, it's conceptual as it is, musically. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know. It's so natural. You know, the melody is so natural. Well, that's... That's the idea, man. Because if yeah. it's too complicated and it sounds like you know it's science, it's it doesn't work for me. Let's give that tune a spin. Here's Palindrome from Jackie Terrison's new album, Fifty Three. Another tune that really struck me, another gorgeous tune, was um, Kiss Janet for me. Okay. Did you get it? I'm not sure. Okay. Here's my theory. Okay. <laughs> it, it Here's my theory. Sounds very Keith Jarrett-esque. Kiss yeah. Janet is kind of Keith Jarrett. So, Am I on to something? So you got, you totally on. Oh, that's, okay. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's uh, it. It kind of a... Uh, Obviously, uh, he's one of my uh, heroes. Yeah. I mean, I have many, but he, he's one. He's one of them. And it's funny because the way the, the French people pronounce it is Kiss Jarrett. Kiss Jarrett. You know? Yeah, yeah Kiss Jarrett. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, that's funny. You know, I, just, I have to do something with this one. So I, I figured, you know, I didn't want to do Keith Jarrett for me, you know. But uh, <laughs> I thought, you know, a little play on letters and words, and it, it became a Kiss Janet for me with the two N's and the two T's, yep, yep. you know. Beautiful. I mean, the two, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, glad yeah, you confirmed obviously. that. Because I was about to ask you who Janet was, and it was like some like big personal <laughs> no, story. No, I don't know anyone called Janet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's absolutely got that kind of folkloric. What I love about Keith's melodies is they seem so natural, like they've been around forever since the beginning of time, you know. And he yeah. just kind of picked <laughs> them out of the ether, and this this has the same feel. Um, yeah. So beautiful, man, beautiful. And once again, this is Kiss Janet for me from Jackie Terrison's new album, 53.
I always like to ask artists with who, who, who release albums of all original music if there are particular songs that flowed effortlessly and if there were songs that were like drudge work you know and I always okay. like to compare oh, the two question. songs yeah good question uh, actually the, the, this CD uh, was supposed to be only two two trios okay and yeah and uh, and uh, then I went I went back home with the tapes and the, the, and there were two two tunes that I've written that I really strongly felt uh, they were not where I wanted them to be uh, they, were, they were not um, it was just not wrapped up mm. I don't know how to say uh, and I could do better so I went to see um, <clears throat> this was done in France I went to see the, the guy here Nicolas Flew, and I told him listen um, I need to go back in uh and to, be, and to go back in because there are two key uh, strong tunes. I mean, that are really important for the album. Uh, they're not there for me, so mm. I'm going back. I don't. I don't care if you guys pay for it or not. But I'll pay for it if I need to. But I'm going back in, and uh, we need to. Uh, we need to uh, maybe postpone the release or whatever. But I'm going back in. So I, I did that, and I went. That's when I. That's when I, I think. It was a pretty good idea. It was to dilute the thing that it's not my next trio album, but just that. and then I and, and then I went back with a with a third trio, and we brought those tunes where where they should be. Nice. So those were the hardest, and it, it was actually Palindrome. Oh, okay. And, and um, my lease. My lease. Oh, my lease. Okay. Yeah. My, and what yeah. does lease and, mean? Is that French word? Uh, Lis is a, a flower. Okay, right. Okay, but it was written for um, for uh, well, <laughs> uh, for my ex girlfriend who okay. <laughs> hey. me right after the recording. Hey, amuse, <laughs> amuse is amuse. You know, you don't get the pics. Yeah. yeah, and her name is her name is Marie, like Mary. Okay, and then slash Lis. Okay, but and I called it my Lis. Okay. Uh, and and it's kind of ironic that uh, right after it was done, she she left me. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful song. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> this is my lease. And so those, so those were the toughies. Those were the, those yeah. Were, yeah, those were tough. Those were tough because the kind of a uh, palindrome, we, we got it. We couldn't get the right mood. Uh, it's it's not an easy tune. So is my lease. It's not an easy tune. No, so man. they just needed a little more time. I, I, I show up in the studio with some new music that nobody yet had seen before, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how about that that gift to an artist, right? The song that just comes out, flows from the pen. Were you lucky enough to grab one of those, or to to what? You know, okay. a song that just pours out of you. 
you know, like Brian oh, yeah, Wilson yeah, yeah. write a Beach Boys tune in 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, some of these, uh, I mean, for me, I love simplicity. Yeah. Um, uh, Alma, that's that's easy. That flows, you know. Nice, man. Kiss Janet too. Yeah. That flows, and and the one the tribute to Michel Legrand. That's you know that's it's just about feeling. You know, there's nothing too complex. Yeah, but a but you know just stating a great melody. I mean, a nice melody and, and letting you know, it speak for I, itself. I, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, to your great credit, man, you can't tell the difference, obviously, between which two are the harder <laughs> and which ones the easy ones. So, Jackie, man, this it was a it was an absolutely beautiful record. So let me get this straight: you're in Europe now. Yeah, I'll be in New York in uh, ten days. Okay, being New back in New York in ten days. Where can people yeah, catch for, you like this month? Uh, no gigs in New York. I'm only staying ten days. I'm okay. going there to see my kids and uh, and. Uh, take care of my apartment but uh yeah got a new booking agent who's gonna take care of stuff and hopefully there'll be plenty of things uh coming up next year beautiful man well let me ask you this when you're back in new york because yep. you're you're obviously the mm -hmm. guy to ask where do you live where's your apartment uh 107 and west end okay where's the place right to by eat? smoke you where's know, the place you know, to eat smoke. around there man okay <laughs> uh well, there's a little spot called Café du Soleil. It's a French joint okay. between 104 and 105 on Broadway. Uh, that's that's where I like to go. You know, it keeps me in touch with a with a speaking French. French you yes. know, yeah. And uh, but otherwise, I mean, there's the Bernardin, but that's expensive. All right. uh, but that's Midtown. Mid yeah. Midtown fish place. If you can get the table uh, that's in the kitchen, Oof, yeah, be ready to drop some <laughs> bills. Yeah, but uh, and then there's Jules. That's okay. that's my spot. That's Jules your spot, Jules. That yeah, sixty-five cent marks. The Jackie Terrison seal of approval, foodie seal of approval. Sixty-five cent Mark Street. Okay. That's, uh, eight. I think it's Eighth Street, and that's actually the. Uh, that's where I did, I think, that's where I did the, uh, the photo shoot for my very, very first trio album with the with the Leon and Ghana. It was before Blue Note. <laughs> oh, right on, man. <laughs> so you have a history. Beautiful. Uh, well, Jackie, man, I like to ask, especially when we're doing these podcasts, I like to ask the guests mm -hmm. which track on the album they'd like to play at the end, you know, while we roll the credits and say goodbye. Is there a specific one you want to play oh, at the end? Yeah, just play uh, the call. The call, man, beautiful. Yeah, the call. You know, that, that kind of speaks to everybody. I think it's got a great vibe. Yeah, Jack, okay, this cool. was really a pleasure, man. I appreciate this. Yeah, thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. And uh, best of luck in your travels. And if I'm ever in New York, if you're ever in Miami, um, we'll get together and we'll uh, listen to some music and eat some food, man. That sounds great, man. <laughs> All right, Jack. Okay. You, you have a great day, man. Okay. All right, and that'll do it for today's episode. I'd like to thank Jackie Terrison for chatting with me this week. I'd also like to thank Smoke Sessions Records. They've got a new album by tenor saxophonist George Coleman out right now. It's called The Quartet. You can learn more about it at smokesessionsrecords.com. Thanks also to Blue Note Records, celebrating their 80th anniversary with a bunch of cool musical initiatives. To check out everything they've got going on, visit bluenote.com. 
Another thanks to ECM Records. They've got a new album by Enrico Rava and Joe Lovano out right now. You can learn more at ecmrecords.com. Thanks to the online streaming service Deezer. We regularly curate playlists on this platform. To check out our latest, visit deezer.com and search for Jazz Is. Another big thanks to jazzradio.com, featuring more than 35 channels of curated jazz music for free online. Visit jazzradio.com to check it out. Big thanks also to the New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark, New Jersey, on the calendar for them in November of performance by Chaka Khan. It's taking place November 14th. For tickets and more info, visit njpac.org. That's njpac.org. Another big thanks to the Angel City Jazz Fest. It officially kicked off October 2nd and is running through October 13th in Los Angeles. It's got a great lineup featuring alto saxophonist uh, Dave Binney and a bunch of other great, great Los Angeles musicians. Check them out at angelcityjazz.com. Big thanks also to Jazz at Lincoln Center, one of New York's premier jazz venues. For tickets and more info and a calendar of everything they've got going on, visit jazz.org. And thanks also to Quest TV, that's Q-W-E-S-T TV, the world's first subscription video on-demand platform dedicated to jazz and beyond. It's been called the Netflix of jazz. To learn more, visit quest.tv. Again, that's Q-W-E-S-T TV. And finally, thanks to the U.S. Navy Band Commodore's Jazz Ensemble, currently celebrating their 50th anniversary. They've got concert dates around the country. If you want to catch them in action, visit our website and click the Navy Band Commodore's banner. Hey, if you're not a subscriber to this podcast, please subscribe at uh, Apple, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And hey, if you're an independent musician, please be sure to check out our Inside Track program. It lets you submit your album directly to Jazz's editors, including me. So if you're a musician or if you know anybody who's a musician, make sure they visit jazzes.com and click on the Inside Track banner. Anyway, that'll do it for me this week. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye.